One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's Monday. You gotta do the round results video. I don't want to. I've been going so bad. But look, you actually went well this week. What? Came 133rd this week. We are back, baby. Come on. We did speak about this, that it would take one week to go really well, and you'd be back in the hunt. I didn't expect to go this well at 133 overall this week. 1,065, our total score for round four. Super excited with this one. There's really only a couple of guys that didn't go amazingly well, and they were a couple of our top guns. So really super excited with where we ended up. I did leave 308k in the bank, so I definitely didn't expect to go this well, but round one, round two were very, very poor weeks. We didn't get any of our bench selections right. We didn't get captaincy right, and the last two weeks we have done really well there with a 65 for Payne House, and then a 70 this week as well. Obviously, having Cleary in there could have been a great captaincy option. I decided to go against it just because Nath wasn't doing so well. Over that first few weeks, he didn't look like himself. He wasn't running the ball as, as cleanly and as often. He wasn't switching both sides like he usually does. And in this game, he was back to that. Obviously, a cracking field goal in there as well. And, you know, I've gone through all of these players, obviously, in those previous videos. And I would hope that you would go back and get plenty of knowledge from there. Before you look to ask any questions in the comments, guys, please go and check those videos. They're invaluable in terms of their information that they provide you. So... Let's start up top, and Reese Robson was one of our poorest scorers of the week. I'd say he was our worst, especially for those that aren't you know that, that aren't highly owned in my side. And Robson's one of those guys. And you looked at his forty six, and and the tackle numbers weren't there. As I said, they very much ran to either side of the ruck. They went to the the edges on both sides, and Robson kind of you know was avoided a lot of sideways running in that tight side, and that caused his score to be down a little bit. So. We'll take the good with the bad. He got 74 last week, 46 in this one. And his other counterpart there in the Cowboys was Tom Chester, and he had a cracker for me as well. So stick with that game. I said there, I could have taken sort of 
popped 10 extra on Robson's and I would have taken 10 off from Chester and I still would have taken that those two scores from that game. So very excited with Chester. He's up 67K now and looks like he should get over that 100K mark if he can get a 30 plus in this last game that he gets but it looks like we may get a little bit of luck a lot of uh, what a lot of other players in this fantasy game do they take that risk with a these type of three-week players or two-week players and then an injury happens or something happens there so Mari Talangi is injured looks like it'd be four to six weeks with his knee injury Shibasaki's out for a couple of weeks as well Hiku does return so he'll come straight in for Shibasaki they'll need to play Brendan Elliott on that wing and does Chester keep the wing spot when Drinkwater comes back? That is a big question mark that I have, and I would obviously love that. Not as good, obviously, on a wing, but it probably gets us another price rise and yeah, potentially another loop kind of guy in round seven, that will be. So, yeah, very, very interesting how that's going to play out. But the rest of the team, we're very, I'm definitely a little bit worried about Murray. He's gone down another 30K after a pretty... Yeah, an okay score. He had a shocker. So for him to have a shocker and get 58, every time he gets 80 minutes, he's usually up in that 70 mark. So yeah, just plenty of negatives in this one and wasn't his type of game. Now that he's down at 836, he's priced to where Payne Haas is now, who has gone up 30K and is priced sort of in that real low 60s now, around that 61, 60 there. And is that something that Murray can hit going forward? Yes. So I clearly don't see him as an option as a downgrade because he's still averaging okay. Like you've got him at a 58 now and he's got a little bit more money to lose if he continues at a 58, but not much. Considering a 50 average is a tad over over uh, 700 there. Him priced at 836 now, you're not going to lose too much more on him. So that's our thoughts on Murray. In terms of the amazing scorers, guys like Hopgood and Haas, obviously with Payne there not being super highly owned, captaining him getting that 70 is great. So that was a win over captaining Harry Grant. Wasn't a, a big win over Captain, you know, Captain Cleary, for example, or obviously if you had Nico Hines, but we don't have all of that luxury. But yeah, still able to score a cracker at 1,065. Thankfully, I've got Eli Katoa and also Trent Lioro both scoring mid to high 50s there and making some good cash. So Lioro starting to really build now after his 29 last week. Eli Katoa continues to get line breaks, try assists, and tries there. Cartwright, I'm so glad I picked him up in round two. If you missed out on him from here, you do have to leave him now, I think. With Sean Lane coming back, I'd imagine you're going to see him take Cartwright's spot. Madison will probably play in the middle while it's for the time being with uh, Junior Barlow out there. Uh, but yeah, going forward, I just think there's too many question marks with Cartwright if you didn't own him. Lockie Ilias worked out really well for me. I've made about 60K on him now, which is good. And a 58, averaging 48 so far for the year. I think he can be a 40-point scorer. Like I spoke about, we just had that pretty low one in that round two, and the 34 last week was fine. But you know these lower scoring games can work out for these uh, middles and also the halves sometimes if he's going to kick a lot. As I said, that confidence that he's going to get out of this game is going to be super. And I think you need to really take that into account with a bunch of different players that if they can come out and, and jag a try, if they can get a couple of good runs, defend without uh, missing tackles, they build that massive confidence. And you can see that with guys like Sean Johnson, Ilias with his defense, for example. You've also got Sam Walker, these types of guys that have gotten better in the offseason defensively. And that's really showing in, in their output. Uh, Cleary obviously holding him was great. 
Lemuelu, a 48. So great trade-ins from Johnson and Lem. There was great, and he makes about 30K, and we'll continue to build on that with a lower break-even because he's still holding on to that seven that he got in round two. So that's good. Alamotti, yeah, not his best game, but that's fine. Everyone played him is what it is. He will come out and get a 45 or 50 next week when he gets a try assist or a try in that one. Lockie Miller, for those that don't own him, he's still at 26.9%. is a bit ridiculous. So averaging 52 and a half. Decided that Warbrick was the play against Tigers. And this week, I think I'll be able to loop Suali'i. He plays the first game. I'll probably pop him in the five. If I keep Talal, then I can clearly loop at least you know one Suali'i there and see how he goes. I can loop him in the wing fullback or the center. So I'll probably look at guys like Chester um, as potential guy. Uh, sorry, Warbrick as a potential guy to not play considering they have a pretty tough matchup coming up against the South. So I can't expect him to go nuts this week, but Tigers was a definite play here. And you saw with Hughes being out that that really helped Warbrick. They did go right a fair bit more and give him some early pill. Uh, so shout out to Jonah Pezzett for, for that one there. Uh, so yeah, that's the the outside backs there. Chester is making some cash. Warbrick with a big price rise there. So he's now up uh, 100K from, from that starting price. Preston did his job, wasn't amazing, but that's fine. Ford, 61, a big, big player in this one, 18% owned, not super highly owned in the top, top team. So that was great news. I think he's going to be a big target for a lot of people this week at 383. Johnson was awesome. So he's up to 700K now, price close to that 50 mark, and he's averaging over 60. So I expect him to average probably 50 to 53 going forward so not too much more money to make but definitely a keeper level talent in that half position which isn't going too amazingly well like you got Mansu's carrying a bit of an well he had an injury averaging 50 over his two games DCE's come back with a couple of big ones so started super well not great last week awesome this week and you know obviously Heinze and the like there so maybe you know Johnson is a guy that you could build up in price and then move him on to a, a DCE, a Hines, something like that eventually if he starts to maybe carry a niggle or something like that, which can definitely happen. You know, there's injuries, there's suspensions, the things that happen there in this one. Really, our main issues at the moment, I'm not super convinced with Swilly, but I still think he's going to be fine. Guys like Matt Dury made a little bit of cash. If he gets a start this week, we hold on to him and you know, get some more rises out of him. If he doesn't start, then we could potentially move him on, which would be fine. Murdoch Masilla is the guy I want to move on first, given he's almost 30K more expensive than Talau at 226. He's not hurting us too much, but we would like to have at least one more player in our team making plenty of cash because a very, very good sign for us this week was that we went up so much because really it was only a couple of guys like Murray. Robson went down a tiny bit. But those two guys and Cleary that went down and, you know, Murdoch Masilla stayed the same, Talau stayed the same, uh, along with Suwili, who didn't play. So, yeah, overall, team is looking good now. We're ranked 4293. So we're 24,000 before this. One great, great week gets you to 4293. If you can go great again in round five and outdo the pack again, then clearly top 500, top 1,000. Biggest thing here, which we'll speak about when we go through the rankings, I'm about 255, 260 points behind first place. First place had an absolute shocker this week, and they still managed to hold first place. So that is great news for anyone behind that is uh, chasing the pack because he didn't go that great, and then all of the players under him got like mid-thousands, mid for example, so had a cracker a week in that one. So 
that is my team here. Going forward, I have 308K in the bank. So if, if Hosting's named or something that we could use that one there, there's guys like Hands who could potentially be a sneaky cash cow there. If you have someone like Sonny Luke, that could be a nice little changeover to get the hooker cover in that one. But we'll speak about that a little bit more in terms of trades uh, after team list because we don't really know what's going to happen with Hosking at the moment. There's a few different guys we're not clear on at this stage. So that is that. Let's move to the People Squad. And there was some good news in this one. We did sneak the 1,000. So congrats to the People Squad. We'll go through the uh, leagues and stuff in a second. But I believe we won our head-to-head, <coughs> which is good. And yeah, yeah, that's really all we can hope for in this one. Considering we had Tohu Harris with a 28 getting injured. Not exactly what we want. If we get a 56 from him, there's a 1,028. If we get a, you know, we captained Cleary, for example, we're at that 160 and have a 1,060 and have an absolute cracker of a week. But big improvements for us, down to 14 and a half thousand. People squad has never really been in this poor position. So what we need to do is really claw ourselves out of this one. Probably good news that... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For Sean O'Sullivan, not good news. But for Isaiah Katoa, he comes back and he should be able to, with Milford, I think, share the lead in this one. So some more kick meters and, you know, really leading the Dolphins around. So that's good news that having Isaiah Katoa there. But Harley Smith-Shields, not a good one. He's going to be there as cover, I'd say, unless we decide to move him on this week. We've got Murdoch, Masilla, and Dury. With the amount of cheap guys in this emergency section, we really need to start making money from one of them because that's a slight issue that we have. Harley Smith-Shields has done okay, but he's not clearly going to make us another 50 to 100K, I don't think. Hasn't been able to score that try that we've been waiting for. And if you've been starting him, you've been waiting for. Thankfully, we didn't have to play him this week, and he is just at cover. Uh, but yeah, how are we going to work out this emergencies at the moment is going to be interesting whether we try to get another gun in our wing fullbacks, considering we have Tamari Martin, who has made a little bit of cash, but isn't going to be clearly a keeper. Uh, Warbrick and Miller, we're going to have to make some moves this week. Warbrick's an interesting one too. He should keep his spot this week, and George Jennings is, is coming back. Something to think about. Tohu Harris is going to have to be traded out. It looks like about a month injury and yeah, we'll be able to use his cash very wisely, I'd imagine. If Hosking comes in, then we can use it for Tohu would be great. And then we might be able to upgrade one of these cheaper guys to a good wing fullback, to a center. Like if we trade Harley Smith Shields, you want a center or a wing fullback or dual position. We'd be able to cover really well. But overall, the team is still looking in a good position because we have a chunk of those mid-range guys that are making money. The only one that we've clearly missed out on is Bryce Cartwright, and that is going to hurt. Cartwright and Trindle, two guys there that have done uh, cracking cracking work to start the season. Missing out on them is going to hurt, but we have an opportunity now to 
build through a couple of these good mid-ranges that are making some cash, awesome. We need to be able to get a good cash cow over this next couple of weeks, that would be great. And then we can make up some of the losses that we had from a couple of these guys. So you can see the difference between my team and this team. One week obviously makes a massive difference, but I've been looking to make sure to get all the cash cows available so that they can obviously score well, would be great but make some cash and make my team fatten up a little bit in terms of their team value. And then I could use that cash that they've built to keep trading, keep trading, keep upgrading from there and continue to do a good job. But yeah, people squad, I think we just need to make a few changes this week and Toho is gonna allow us to do that without you know messing up our side. We have to trade him out if he's out longer term. So that is that one there. So let's look at, we'll go to the rankings to start actually. And then we'll go through some of the leagues uh, for this team and also the uh, people's squad uh, for, for my team, sorry. Okay, let's look at Chris. So he had a shocker. He ended up with what, 906. With everyone getting close to that 1,000 mark, this is a team that, yes, has a much better squad value than us, but had a pretty poor week. So 906 and managed to keep the top spot. So pretty crazy. Wing fullbacks all in just in the 40s there and 30s. Had Reynolds this week. Played Tyrell Sloan on the bench and missed out on Warbrick. So that was huge. Don't know what happened here in terms of not getting uh, anywhere near Camprera or Warbrick's score, uh, not being able to loop Katoa. Should have been should have been done, didn't happen, but yeah, is what it is. Very strange on that one. Should have been looping someone, should have looped Cartwright, should have done something there, but just didn't happen. Anywho, that's uh, the top team and, and where they're at at the moment. So a 906 just gives us plenty of leeway to try and catch up so if you're looking at you know even people squad at 14,500 we're only 346 points behind which is not much at this point of the season you know this last year for example and the year before there were like a 450 to 500 point gap and a lot of those players that were right at the top were really really good season players whereas you can see here just you know not being able to use a loop for example just really hurt this player and this team there so that's that Okay, team value. Let's have a look at that while we're here. 11.16 is our people squad, which shouldn't be anywhere near as high as some of these teams. You see Terry there at 11.9. And let's just have a look into Terry's score. And uh, my T my Bronx, I imagine my team Bronx there, averaging 901 points over the first bunch of weeks and is not very far behind. Top spot, 23 points behind. So let's look at the squad that we have available here. Kolomitangi is a very cheeky one, so great selection. But three gun mids, Carrigan, Haas, Murray, Harry Grant there at captain. So uh, even here, a 940 score wasn't great. And you see that you know Terry was obviously scoring super well and was right at the top before this week. Starting with guys like Hammer, you got Hayes Parham in there with 43. Burton must have been, I'm assuming, brought in this week, which didn't work out too well. But terrific interchanges there. As Kennedy, who's been scoring tries each and every week. And I'm not too excited about the the emergencies now with Luke injured, Warbrick, Harley Smith Shields. You know, having Kennedy, Nickel Cookstart obviously did well, but not super confident just in that wing fullbacks at the moment. The halves like Tamari Martin and Burton, like it's not good. Like to have that, the it's not exciting. So very heavy up top, edge, mid, hooker. Has Eli Katoa, doesn't have Trent Leoro. So there's a few negatives in this one, but obviously had a cracker first three weeks. So there's definitely ways to try and catch up to these teams, even with their awesome squad values. If you're sitting there, I think I'm sitting about 11-4, 11-5, and I've had a real shocker. So I'm really not too far on squad value from most of these top teams, 11-4, 11-5, 11-6, 11-7. 
is the majority of 11 threes. Yeah, plenty of different guys there. You look at Sam here, a little shout out to Sammy. Dick Insider Haas. <laughs> Everyone has so many names for, for Payne Haas, it's hilarious. Uh, Tohu Harris there, 28, obviously hurt this man, but still got 1,028. So shows where building up that extra cash, sitting there with Carrigan on the bench, did well with Trindle, um, you know, has Cart right there, has Lemuelu, has Cleary, has Johnson, Miller, went with Chester like myself. Uh, you know, plenty of cash up top as well. So very much shows that you can build a really strong 21 if you think about it, if you make sure you get the right cash cows in and you do a, a good job there. So yeah, big shout out to all the guys in this top 30 that I've gone past. You're all doing awesomely well, but we're coming for you. you worry about that. So yeah, I just thought it'd be very cool to have a look at those opening few teams. Let's look at the podcast battle. The community cut we're sitting in fourth which is delightful and we snuck a nice win in this one so let's go to the ladder which is beautiful and look at all those teams there so some good wins for the top teams here see the fantasy lounge congratulations to them three out of four that's just like us there we've got the only lads team the groupies the afgs there are you know, three on the trot which is good our points differential is not that great so we are sneaking wins there without big wins um that's that there, pretty cool. So talking league, none from four. They're getting pumped at the moment. I don't even know if did they even improve their team at all. We'll have a look at that in a second. Uh, but yeah, so we're sitting good in that one. Where in terms of points, we're not the highest at all. As I said, with that negative uh, differential, not ranked that well, but to, to come in and win a few of these games is very good. And now we're going to move to a massive shout out to these legends in the tent of my annual fantasy analysis community. Ryan there, who didn't have a cracker week this one, but 942, 1,023 for, for Maddie there, who is in the private group. We'll, we'll jump into that as well. But yeah, big moving week for the private crew. Obviously, uh, my disciples in there going through a lot of my uh, thoughts there. So we all kind of did really well, which is great. But yeah, a bunch of scores, over 1,000 in the crew. And a few of these guys ranked really high overall. You see our first one, Ryan, is sitting in fourth overall, which is really cool and has a solid team. Maddie there, all the way down to 75th overall, which is great. So one of the private group members is going to win and Maddie is clearly doing well at the moment. So yeah, big shout out to all these guys. Uh, sorry. Uh, we got Robert, Archie, David, Shane, Jackson, and Jesse in the top 10. And if you can see yourself down here, I think it's Brenton Picari. Well done. Uh, but yeah, that's that one there. We'll move to my other leagues that are doing pretty well. I won all of them, which is great. Excited to see that. Absolutely smashed Aaron's wood. <laughs> oh, that's good. Nice. Uh, Gumby ended up, keeps, he got all the nice updates there with Sloan and stuff. So he ended up sneaking closer. But yeah, big week for, for AFG Gumby, who is uh, in our Discord crew there. We had Dent, who had a 934, not his best one. Great Malenko, 929. I'm 10th in the Battle of the Podcast, so a big improvement there. We're all pretty close up the top now. No one clearly dominating at the moment, but still uh, plenty of room to improve over the next few weeks. So I was down pretty low after last week, but uh, a massive bounce back there. And yeah, I just wanted to, we have a shout out to give here for a love Daniel Pillman. It's his 25th birthday. He's going to smash all the blokes in the Gar Garov Champions League. So round four, he had a, gra a great one as well. I don't get to play him for a bit, I believe, but I think he's down here. In a good spot there, 1013, beat Shane. Uh, this is a real strong strong one, guys. We've got Eddie, we got Will McAteer, who won last year. We've got Lockie, who had 958. He had a tough loss in that one. So 
We've got CK, who's a more of a head-to-head player, guys, if you ever see him in that one. And, yeah, a few other guys have done really well. Uh, we've got Butters, 928. He had a close loss to Denty there as well. So this is a cool cool league in here, and I'm sitting okay in that one. Ninth out of 20, winning my last two. Yeah, so two losses at the start. Two wins from there is good. And you see a lot of these guys doing okay. you got 3,400 there, 33,460 for our uh, previous winner. And yeah, a bunch of different guys. David's doing well. He's up there in overall. Uh, but yeah, all solid so far. And that's going to end this one here. Just before we get into our private league, we'll just quickly shout out a couple of those guys and then you can run away. So big thanks to watching for this one. It was a massive round for us. I'm super excited with how we went. And yeah, we go. So we got Matty T up top, Ryan in second place, who's not too far behind, about 40, what, 43 points there which is good. Brody's in third. We've got Josh VDK here, who's very active in our group chat. We've got Junior Mac, who had a cracker and got 1,045. All these guys almost beat me. You're very close, Josh um, and and Junior there. Sam in sixth, Ryan in seventh, Eobi in eighth, Tony in ninth, and Liam in tenth. And shout out to the guys sneaking under there, all beating me. I'm sitting at 22 right now after my cracking week. But that's that one, guys. I wish you all the best of luck for this upcoming week. And we've got plenty of videos. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 